0: It's another edition of our podcast series, Columbus Community Hospital HealthCasts. Tobacco use is started and established primarily during adolescence with nearly 9 out of every 10 cigarette smokers first trying cigarette smoking by age 18, according to the CDC. That's why it's important to stop the bad habit before it even starts. Here to talk with us about preventing teenage tobacco use is Dr. Lauren Jazwick, a resident at the University of Nebraska Medical Center and at Columbus Community Hospital's Columbus Otolaryngology Clinic. Dr. Jazwick, great to talk with you today.
1: Hey, Bill. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. So let me ask you this. Can you start off by telling us a little more about teenage tobacco use? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But tobacco use is actually the leading cause of preventable disease and death in the United States right now. And nearly all tobacco product use, like you said, begins during youth and young adulthood. Unfortunately, tobacco use is much more prevalent today in this population than it was even 10 years ago. In fact, the CDC estimated that there's about 4.9 million middle and high schoolers that are currently using these products. As a head and neck surgery resident, I get to see these patients with these medical conditions caused by smoking every day, and I'm so grateful that I've been given this opportunity to participate in prevention efforts with this podcast. Uh, Specifically with this podcast, I would really like to uh, emphasize uh, the rate of tobacco use in adolescents, discuss some of the new trends on the market, uh, review some health risks associated with it, and some myths and discuss what patients, families, and, and we are trying to do to prevent tobacco use.
0: All right, Dr. Jaswick, that sounds good. So the CDC says cigarette smoking actually went down among middle and high school students from 2011 to 2018. But is that rate continuing to drop?
1: That's a great point. Cigarette smoking actually did go down. Um, and, and In fact, it went down pretty considerably. However, in the last couple years since the e-cigarette industry has really come out, Um, That number has actually uh, been equivalent to where it was in 2011 and has actually grown by 1.5 million in the last year. Um, Where we sit today, about 1 in 14 middle school students and 1 in 4 high school students have used tobacco in the last 30 days.
0: So tell us about some of the new trends that may be causing that number to rise again. I know there's e-cigarettes and many kids are vaping. Tell us about that.
1: Certainly. So e-cigarettes have several names and come in several varieties. Some of them are are known as vapes, vape pens, hookah pens, mods, tanks, jewels. And all of these are designed to use a battery that heats a liquid solution to a high enough temperature that it produces an aerosol. And I'm sure we've all been in a restaurant and seen this white cloud of uh, smoke come out and and were confused about what that was coming from. Um, These Specific e-cigarettes come in about 500 brands and 7,000 flavors, and the flavors specifically are what is really drawing to the adolescent population uh, because they've come out with things like fruit and and candy and mint, and the industry itself is really aware of these trends and really trying to target their products to this level of consumer.
0: Right. So can you tell us about the negative effects of these new products? You were just mentioning flavors in e-cigarettes. What's the negative effects?
1: Well, I think it's, it's important first to start by addressing the common denominator between e-cigarettes and cigarettes themselves. And that common denominator is actually nicotine. It's a stimulant that we've heard about for a long time. It's found in certain plants. Uh, most notably, it's, it's found in the tobacco plant, and what this nicotine does is is after about 10 seconds of smoking, it can hit the brain. And this will trigger a release of some endorphins that create a really pleasurable sensation. And that's specifically what makes smoking such an addictive process. Additionally, that drug itself, the nicotine, works throughout the body and can cause some blood vessel constriction and also makes blood a little bit stickier, causing more tendencies to clot. And it can also cause more tendencies to have heart attacks and stroke. And nicotine itself works also throughout the body to cause constriction of blood vessels and also can make the platelets in the bloodstream extra sticky. And that increases the chance that you're going to form a clot in your bloodstream and also can trigger some heart attacks and strokes. Additionally, as a head and neck surgeon, we also know that there's several carcinogens or cancer-causing agents in cigarettes and e-cigarettes that can actually lead to cancer. So for reference, um, a traditional cigarette has about 7,000 chemicals in it, and about 70 of those are proven to cause cancer. We're showing similar results with our e-cigarette studies, but this is such a new trend on the market that we don't have a lot of great data about it yet.
0: Right. And the thought of these e-cigarettes was supposed to be for people to help them quit smoking, but are teens who use e-cigarettes more likely to use other tobacco products?
1: Unfortunately, yes. And and that's really one of the common myths I hear in the clinic all the time. Patients are telling me that they're using the e-cigarettes to quit smoking, and that's just really not how they're designed to work. They don't have the same ability to taper off the nicotine that people need. And a recent study actually, too, by USC revealed that many actually cause people that do that to use both of them. Um, They also showed that teens, unfortunately, who were not smoking before and probably wouldn't have, are now vaping.
0: Well, that's unfortunate. It sounds like it's a gateway into tobacco use. So you specialize in otolaryngology, which focuses on the ear, nose, and throat. Can you tell me some of the things you have seen as a result of long-term tobacco use?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, So as an ENT, really the most common complaints we see on a day-to-day basis for these patients are really cough, nasal congestion, and sinusitis. Um, Most also have some taste and smell disorders from using that smoke, Um, They can have some damage to the voice box. They can have exacerbation of their lung disease, like if they have COPD and asthma. Um, We also specialize as ENTs in head and neck cancers. And smoking is known to cause cancers of the mouth and the nose and the throat and the voice box and several other areas in the body. The most common form of that is actually squamous cell carcinoma. And it's 10 times more likely to develop in smokers than in non-smokers.
0: Oh, that is not good. So how early can these health problems occur and do you ever actually see them in teens or do they typically present later in life?
1: We certainly see them in teens. Um, so, the, uh, you know, as soon as that smoke hits the airway, it damages the cilia. And we describe these as the tiny little brooms that keep the nose and the airway clean. When those aren't functioning, it's, it's going to lead to more issues with infections. It's going to lead to, like I talked about, the exacerbations of respiratory conditions. And also, like I talked about before with sticky blood, more clots, more strokes, more um, myocardial infarctions down the line. Um, they've also have started publishing recent data on um, adolescents specifically with nicotine use, and it's been shown to be linked to learning and behavior problems as well.
0: So all of that, not very good. So let's shift the conversation to prevention. With social media and advertising companies pushing these products, what is being done to prevent teenage tobacco use?
1: Great question. And and certainly something that I think we're all still working on at this point. Um, one of the great things that has come out in the last couple of years is actually more regulations on the e-cigarette industry. So we've kind of picked up that these industries are targeting adolescents with their flavors and have started to put bans on them. Specifically, the FDA just recently banned menthol, which is great for us um, because that flavor is really attractive to young smokers as it numbs the throat and makes it a little bit less irritating, but it's also really hard to quit. Um, At a school level, you know, we all certainly went through D.A.R.E., uh, and there are other programs and policies in place that really stress avoidance of it. Um, New, since smartphones have been out on the market, too, is that there's several apps designed specifically for adolescents to quit smoking. And I think we have a long way to go from a healthcare perspective. We're still trying to educate ourselves about e-cigarettes and what this really is going to mean for us and our patients. Um, and, and we really are just going to have to keep working at that.
0: So from that healthcare perspective, is there anything being done medically to help prevent teenage tobacco use?
1: Yeah, and, and like I mentioned before, we certainly have a long way to go. Um, but what we know at this point um, is really targeting that nicotine. and so things that have been developed in recent years have been helping to taper off of that nicotine to lower the quality and the quantity in your blood so that you don't have the same withdrawal symptoms. And some of those products are the nicotine patches, uh, the lozenges, the things that you can suck on, and also gum that you can chew. They've been shown to be effective. Um, There's also some prescription therapies uh, called Chantix and Bupropion um, that specifically need to be prescribed by a physician and they've also been effective. Um, however, we know that the number one way to smoke or to quit smoking is to actually combine the medication with counseling and support groups and family influence as well.
0: And speaking of family, let's bring it closer to home. What should parents do to help prevent their teens from picking up these really bad habits?
1: <laughs> so I'm not actually a parent yet myself. And I haven't had to have these tough conversations with my children yet, Um, but I do think it's important for families and parents to familiarize themselves with the products and the terminology uh, as it's ever-changing, and and certainly in the last 10 years has really changed. And I also think it's important to recognize that smoking is, is incredibly prevalent in the middle school and high school populations these days, and probably more so than it was when they were younger. So just asking about it. Uh, Knowing the products and and really knowing the effects that they can have on healthcare in in the coming years.
0: Right, that makes sense. So, is there anything else I forgot to ask you today that you wanted to discuss?
1: Um, I also wanted to add that in addition to those phone applications that I talked about earlier, there's also some online and telephone uh, guidance, and and there are a lot of them. A lot of them are based through the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. One of them is smokefree.gov, and then there's also a 1-800-QUIT-NOW number that can help families and also patients get the resources that they need to quit. This is really new for us. The e-cigarette industry is really new, and we just don't have that long-term data. So I think that over the coming years, we're going to know more about what effects vaping has really had on health and really where it's going to lead in our, our care of our patients.
0: And, Dr. Jaswick, do you have that number to give out?
1: I do. It's 1-800-QUIT-NOW-NOW. Q U I
0: T. Very good. Dr. Lauren Jaswick, thank you so much for your time today. And for more information on teenage tobacco use or Columbus Otolaryngology Clinic, please visit columbushosp.org. That's columbushosp.org. And as Dr. Jazwick said, you can call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is Columbus Community Hospital HealthCasts from Columbus Community Hospital. I'm Bill Clapperoth. Thanks for listening.